Nerds and nerdettes, we did it. We made it across the 2023 finish line. And even though some of us may have limped across it, we still made it, goddammit. It has been a big year. A big year for anime, a big year for this podcast, a big year for me, and hopefully a big year for you. Hey there, my name is Tiffany, and I'd like to welcome you to the Elevated Otaku Podcast, where we talk about how to improve your life, nurture your relationships, and whether or not the new One Piece OP just may be the most beautiful thing to drop in 2024. And we're only a couple weeks in. But today, we're highlighting the old and welcoming the new. So let's talk about the best anime moments of 2023 and some future plans for the EXO podcast. But first, you know what time it is. It's time for the anime question of the day, where I read and answer a question from you, the listeners, about whatever is eating away at that cute little mind of yours. So, let's spin the wheel of listener-submitted questions and see what we get. And today's question comes from C.P. Jonesen. And they ask, What was your favorite anime moment of 2023? All right, full disclosure, that obviously wasn't drawn at random. But really, how could I pass up such a fitting question? So, C.P. Jonesen, let me think about it. Because... That's a tough one. I'm torn between a few. There's the Dazai versus Chuya moment in Bungo Stray Dog season five. There's Deku's vigilante arc run. There's pretty much everything that happened in JJK. I mean, this year was stacked full of hype moments. But if I had to choose the one that literally made me rewind and rewatch over and over, it would have to be that Toji versus Megumi fight especially the ending. Now, I'm not saying that that was the best JJK fight because that was definitely the Sukuna versus Jogo fight. But I loved that Toji, the absolute menace that he is, got a a sort of sweet kind of closure in the end by finding out that the son that he openly abandoned yet secretly loved was living a life of freedom and relative happiness without the shackles of the Zenin name. Meanwhile, the absolute lack of closure and utter confusion that Megumi felt when he just got straight manhandled by a demon that seemingly crawled its way up from the pits of hell to smack his ass around, commit just the worst acts of animal cruelty, R.I.P. Bunny 3874, block and counter every single attack that he could throw at him without even breaking a sweat, only to ask him his name and then take himself off the census. Which I guess runs in the family, because Megumi is always willing to throw down the Maharaga Hail Mary at even just the slightest inconvenience. Got his order wrong at Starbucks, bike got a flat tire. With this treasure, I summon. I I think I saw a meme that said something like, Megumi, either I win or we lose Fushiguro. But for real, can you imagine what kind of roller coaster that was for him? To this day, I still kind of chuckle to myself that Megumi will never know what in the ever-loving fuck that was all about. Manga readers, shush, don't, don't spoil this for me. You ain't got to spoil everything. Anyway, what about you guys? What were your favorite moments of 2023? Hit me up on my Instagram and let me know. 
because I genuinely love chatting with all of you. All right, speaking of a year full of stacked anime moments, can we all just agree that we were absolutely spoiled for anime this year? From the final season of Attack on Titan, which I am so happy finally released because for a while there, I felt like you AOT fans were in an abusive relationship with MAPPA. To all of the One Piece drops, fire live action series included, surprisingly, to the nonstop hype train that was JJK. But because I was fighting for my life trying to stay afloat on these podcast episodes by myself, I missed out on a pretty good handful of series. But I did manage to watch 19 shows and a couple of movies in 2023. I won't bore you by listing all of them, but I will tell you my top five. So, in reverse order of what I was most excited to watch every week, which, keep in mind, these are just my top five favorites that stood out from everything else, my number five was... First we ate a meal together, now a movie? And not on the way back from work, but on our day off? Just the two of us? I don't want to get my hopes up, but that's got to be what they call a date, right? The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague. I think this one made it so high up on the list, mainly because it scratched an itch that I've had for so long. A cute romance anime. Not a slapstick comedy with romantic subplots. Not a battle shonen with loose love interests. Just a wholesome, sweet story of a boy with a crush on a girl added bonus points that the characters in the show were actually adults, and it has my weakness. A handsome, romantic, sugary, sweet, white-haired male character. Hmm. Number four on my list. Hey, Ray, have you seen Miri? Who? The kid I was just holding! Hey, mister? (sighs) My name's Miri. Are you my papa? Wait, is that... (sighs) Damn, now what do we do? Got a clear shot through the kid. Idiot! Was Buddy Daddies. Which is pretty impressive because I think we all went into this show thinking that it was just going to be a spy family ripoff. But in my opinion, it was actually so much better. It fixed everything that I disliked about Spy Family. There is actual violence and fight choreography, which I know Spy Family eventually did pepper in, but a little too late for me. Even though I won't deny that Yor was an absolute badass on that cruise ship. It had an underlining darkness in the characters and the backstories and the motivations. And it had my second biggest weakness, a broody, dark-haired man who has a secret sensitive side that he is either too afraid or too broken to show outright. Side note, this was a fantastic year for sexy, raven-haired broody boys. Between Ray, Choso, Crocodile... Yes, Crocodile from One Piece, and Ghetto, no, not Kenjaku, I was in heaven. Anyway, let me wipe the drool off my face and just say that I loved Buddy Daddies. I hate that it was so short, though, but it ended pretty much perfectly. It was adorable. Number three for me was one that I just hinted at, but the one that surprised me the most. That's enough! What is this thing and why is it on our ship? That's our new crew member. Isn't he funny? Who cares? He's not joining our crew. This is exactly why I want you to go with him. What the hell happened? Were you just picking your noses while he brought a skeleton back to the ship? I know. We messed up. (sighs) Fucking One Piece. 
The show I said I would never start. The show I said looked like garbage. It's too many episodes. Ain't nobody got time for that. Man, as soon as I forced myself to make it through Arlong Park, I was hooked. And I'm pissed about it because now this show that I would cross the street during rush hour traffic to avoid may just creep its way into my favorites of all time. There, are you happy One Piece fans? I said it. But if you are happy, you should probably hold on to that happiness because I'm about to hit you with a barrage of controversial opinions. (gasps) Even though I love this show... I think that the fights are some of the worst and most boring parts of it. They go on for way too long, and they're 40% side character reaction shots. The adventuring is actually my favorite part of the show. Also, I know you all either skipped it or talked trash about it, but I absolutely loved the Foxy Pirates arc, even though it was filler. And I would trade half of the Fishman Island arc for just three more episodes of Foxy Pirate shenanigans. And the Coliseum tournament part of Dressrosa, where I currently am right now, at like the 650-something mark, feels so fucking unnecessary. I remember when it first started, my thoughts were, damn, who knew that a tournament arc was what I needed to see in One Piece? I was so excited. I was ready to see everybody fight. I wanted to see Luffy, aka Lucy, throw down on a bunch of really strong, badass characters that were going to be essential to the plot. And that's not what we got. At least that's not where I am now, because it just seems like it's a bunch of strangers with backstories that I don't care about and will probably never see again. I don't need multiple episodes of backstory on a random bull. And last but not least, maybe, and I do mean maybe, maybe second to only Zoro, Bone Clay is the most ride or die character in that series. Straw boy, I've come here to rescue you. Yeah, I know, I know, nothing happened. But tell me during Impel Down that Bone Clay was not that dude. Fight me. Speaking of shows that I watched begrudgingly, I never mentioned this to all of you, but I may or may not have lost a bet. Let me explain. A few months ago, I made a bet with one of my listeners and also one of my new anime buddies in order to help us reach our end of year goals. For him, it was to reach a certain fitness target. And for me, I wanted to reach a certain listener count. What were the stakes, you ask? Well, if he felt short of his goal, he had to watch Fruits Basket in its entirety. Which to me, I think is more of a gift than a punishment, but whatever. And if I fell short, I have to watch the equivalent amount of episodes of Naruto. Another show I did try as an adult, mind you, and absolutely could not get into. As soon as I saw the sexy jutsu, I was I was out. That just, it was so dumb. It's so, it seems so childish. Anyway, nerds and nerdettes, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice already, but your girl lost. So, much to my chagrin, I'll be starting my 63-episode Naruto journey in the next week or two. I guess if you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, I can keep you guys posted on my thoughts. <sighs> I am not looking forward to this. But with that being said, 
make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast because heaven forbid he makes me finish the series. Okay, now back to my top two favorite shows of 2023. The next one on my list is probably going to surprise you a little bit because I'm sure you're going to think that the order is wrong. But I am saying this with my whole chest. Satoru, it's not nice to pick on the weak, you know? Okay, but what kind of idiot picks on the strong? You're the one naturally fanning the flames, Gato. Jujutsu Kaisen was my second most anticipated series of 2023. I know, I know. JJK was hype from start to finish. It started beautifully with the hidden inventory arc, which I was genuinely worried was going to be where season two peaked. And it just kept getting better and better and more and more hype once the Shibuya arc kicked in. I got to see more of my baby Choso, which almost makes up for Gege breaking my heart over and over again. Mahito, Tsukuna, Kanjaku, and Toji were like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I don't care what anyone says, the animation was phenomenal, despite the animators being held hostage and chained to their desks. By the way, please do visit the Animator Supporters GoFundMe page if you want to support an organization that's working to fix that problem. The link is pinned on my Instagram, and you can find out more about them in episode 10, Beating Burnout, a Mappa Case Study. Anyway, unlike One Piece, there wasn't a single second of wasted time during the JJK fights. And call me dark, but I love when a show isn't afraid to make its main characters suffer. Although, I will say that Itadori is overdue for a hug and a nap now. In all honesty, JJK is probably the obvious choice for the best anime of 2023. But the anime that I was most excited to watch every week was... You fucked up, Detective Agency! I'm here to save your asses on the boss's orders. Season 5 of Bungo Stray Dogs. Yeah, JJK had me excited every episode, but Bungo had me stressed every episode. In all my days of watching not only anime, but TV in general, I have never hopelessly and wholeheartedly uttered the phrase, I I don't think they're going to make it out of this one until this past season of Bungo Stray Dogs. If you haven't seen it, just skip ahead two minutes because I need to get this off my chest. Okay, are you ready? Because I was already shook when they introduced that damn time sword. The thing had my boys on the ropes and I genuinely saw no way for them to beat it. Every time I thought that Atsushi and Octagawa beat the big baddie, he would just rewind time and we were back at zero and I was getting so frustrated because there were moments where I was literally standing up cheering at the TV thinking that we fucking won after a very hard fought battle and then just nothing. And then when Octagawa also realized that there was no way out, he sacrificed himself for Atsushi of all people. And he actually died. Sort of. And it made me go through all five stages of grief in like 60 seconds. And while I'm trying to pull myself together after seeing one of my top three favorite Bungo characters getting skewered, they have the audacity to introduce vampires out of nowhere. Fucking vampire. Who? 
<laughs> it was so random. I literally text my friend and I was like, um, yo, when did they do a Hellsing crossover with Bungo Stray Dogs? It was the most outlandish thing ever. So now we have a Deus Ex Machina time sword undoing all of the hero's progress, a sting operation on the main cast, and fucking vampires. Not to mention the Dazai Chuya fake out and getting to see Kenji go all beast mode after he's been a pincushion all of season four. Bungo was a wild ride, and one of my biggest regrets is that I cannot watch it again for the first time. So, naturally, you may be wondering, Tiffany Senpai, you've told us what your top shows of 2023 were, but what are you looking forward to most in 2024? Well, I'm glad you asked, hypothetical listener. Let me tell you a little secret about me. A confession, if you will. <clears throat> I absolutely suck about quitting perfectly good shows for no reason at all. So since there are only a couple of new series that I'm looking forward to this season, I'm going to revisit some old shows that I just never finished. Shows like Steins Gate, Madoku Magica, To Your Eternity, Made in Abyss, and... Yes, I know, I am a terrible otaku. But the weird thing is, I loved all of that shows while I was watching them. But as I was watching them, I just... Squirrel! And then totally forget about them. So I guess that the beginning of 2024 is going to be about cleaning up loose ends. And yes, that does include Naruto 2, the humbug. Now, as far as the milestones for this podcast, I would like to say that I am very proud to have made it a full year. Yeah, I didn't hit every upload deadline. And yes, I got a little discouraged from time to time. But it's important to, one, be easy on yourself and give yourself a little grace. Something that my perfectionistic ass had to learn this year. And two, Always acknowledge your accomplishments, both big and small, because no matter the size of the step, each one takes you further than simply standing still. And I will say that even at my low moments, you guys really helped me to keep my fire lit. So thank you. Now, with that being said, I am exhausted. And just like Togashi, I think I might need to take a little bit of a hiatus. But don't worry, because I'm not just planning on kicking up my feet and shoving this project into a deep, dark corner of my closet. I just want to take a step back for a bit and regroup. I want to get a better idea of what you guys want to hear. I want to reach out to some of your and my favorite creators for collaborations and maybe get some damn help with production because this is kicking my ass, y'all. Go back to episode 10 about burnout and you will see what I mean. So just like when Boo let Goten and Trunks train in the hyperbolic time chamber to get strong enough to put up a good fight, just give me, let's say a month. A month to regroup and restructure so I can come back even stronger. And don't think that I'll just be falling off the face of the planet either. I've got some ideas for some fun content to put out in the meantime. Wouldn't want you guys to forget about me. Now, what I need from you is the same thing that every good relationship is built on. Good co com communication. <clears throat> good communication. 
Just let me know what kind of content you want to see, what topics you want me to cover, if there are any influencers that you'd like me to work with, and submit questions for the anime question of the day. You can DM me on Instagram or TikTok, or you can send me a message on my very neglected website, elevatedxotaku.com, or email me directly at elevatedxotaku at gmail.com. Hmm. Should I, should I start a Discord server? Oh, uh, I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you think about that, too. Would you join my Discord server? Yeah, let me know. And one last thing, and I'm sure you're sick of creators saying this, but it really would help a ton if you would leave a review wherever you're listening to this. I have plans to do more listener interactive stuff once the community grows a bit, but we got to grow a bit first. So leave a review, leave a rating, follow me on all the social media, subscribe to the podcast, all of those things that everybody's always harping about. It really does help a lot. Either way, I am really looking forward to what 2024 has got planned for us. I hope it's an amazing year for anime and an amazing year for this podcast and most of all, an amazing year for you. So I will see you next month after a little bit of rest and recouping so that we can be plus ultra. Until next time.